Happy Friday, everyone. Of course, since it is Friday, you're listening to the Football Friday podcast brought to you by the Morning Times and Daily Review. I'm Kirk Lovison. As always, I'm joined by Logan Hill, Johnny Williams, and David Goff. And before we get into the slate and some recaps and previews, here's a word from our sponsor. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts, have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. Fellas, the regular season is over in the Valley, in the Daily Reviews coverage area, in New York State. We are on to the postseason, but before we talk about the postseason, I want everyone to get out there today. We got Football Friday previews on stands now for both the Morning Times and Daily Review. If you haven't subscribed to either paper, please do. Of course, this podcast is on both newspapers' websites every Friday morning. So get out there and please support us and please support the community. We've had a great regular season. Last week was the final week of that. Let's talk some recaps. Tawanda Wyalusing lived up to the hype. The Rams. Pull off a squeaker, 15-14 over Tawanda. Athens defeats Sayre in the renewal of the Rusty Rail game, 42-14. Troy blanks Ken in a shocking blowout, 52-0. And, of course, Tioga and Waverly, they both hang 60-plus in dominating wins to cap off their regular seasons. David Goff, you were on hand for the Rusty Rail first time in a couple years. It's glad to have that rivalry back. Didn't go so well for the Redskins, but talk to us about what you saw out there. It was a good environment, uh, just... For the renewal of the rivalry, it was uh, just a good crowd for it, and uh, it was for the first part, of the first quarter of that game, it seemed like it was going to be pretty competitive throughout, and then an 85-yard blocked field goal returned by Connor Davidson stole away all the momentum for Athens, and it was all Athens the entire way there. Some impressive touchdown uh, passes and catches and all that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a Athens bouncing back from losing to a winless team the week before, and they're going into the postseason postseason against a tough Danville team that's going to be really hard to play. But you going into the playoffs with that win is a nice thing for them. And correct me if I'm wrong, this will put an end to Sayers' first season back after a year off, right? They'll be bowing out of the postseason? Correct, yes. So rebuilding process for the Redskins here in year one after a year off of a program. A lot of bumps. But I think some progress as well. They did manage to get a W. They played hard all season. And I think minus some growing pains, the future could be bright. We'll see how the Redskins come back next year. But good to have them back. And it's good to have that program, historic program, back in the Valley for a season. That's a that's a tough season to go through. I know rookie coach Rookie Lombard, when I was talking to him after the game, was like, these 18 guys, it's, 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 it's almost shocking to hear 18 players on a football team. Sure. Yeah. And the fact that it, all all credit, all respect to them for all 18 of those guys sticking through what's been a really tough season for them. Absolutely. I have not been tuned in in Sarah in a while. I did not know that that was how many. that I cannot imagine trying to. How do you even practice? Um, yeah, tough numbers, but, but good to have them back. Yeah, no, absolutely. Better to have them than to not have them. I actually had to take about Sarah, but it's not about the play on the field. It's not about. I think they have top three, top four uniforms in the entire NTL. Very, very sharp. I like the sare on the side of the helmet. The I was helmet, looking at I, photos. I, I like the helmet a lot. Yeah. I also think they got top-notch old-school field. Mm-hmm. That Lockhart Street Bowl, how the field sits down. Yep. It's unique for sure. Very it's unique. Like very cool. kind of field. Yeah. yeah no, it, it definitely, like, if you think, like, small-town football, like Friday Night Lights, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, you see the kids walking around the track during the game and everything. Great vibes there in Sarah. And, uh, of course, again, 
great to have them back for the season. That was the third game I've been to Sarah yeah. this year, and that was by far the best crowd. It was really, it was a really cool atmosphere great compared to, to hear. the other two games I was at. So, Logan, you pulled a little half and half this week. I had myself a Friday night. Uh, first week, half, yeah. you were in Troy for, or excuse me, was in Can. Yep. For the what was I have to say? I'm shocked. Maybe I, I was some too. people aren't, but 52 to nothing over Can in a Can Troy game is very odd. I, I expected Troy to come out on the winning side of things, not by the margin that it happened. So you're right. I, I spent the first half of my night in Canton, and then I worked it out. We, uh, Me and some of the other reporters that were there found out that uh, Tawanda I losing was in a barn burner close yeah. game, moving quick. And so I jumped in the car, drove from Canton to I losing, got there at the start of the fourth. But uh Troy was up 13 to zero and then Canton had to punt away. And I thought, okay, maybe here's a spot for Canton. They punted it and it goes out around the five yard line. So how does Troy respond? Brendan Gillian breaks off a 91 yard touchdown run and Troy goes up 19 to zero. And it was 26, nothing when I left final was 52 to nothing. Troy just, they didn't have to throw the ball much. They used, they leaned on their running backs. They leaned on their athletes the way they have all year. And from what I saw in the first quarter plus from Canton's offense, they came out trying to throw the ball, which we've talked about on this podcast, which I've talked about just learning the area. That's not their MO. No. They they like to to be based in the run if they can help it, but it, it was cleared, I guess, to them that if they were going to have a shot to take down their rival as, as hot as their rival's been, that we're going to have to do it throwing the football. So they, they tried to, uh, but clearly it just it didn't work out for them, and, and Troy just dominated from start to finish. So you make it to the fourth quarter of what was the game of the week. Mm-hmm. We talked last week on the pod. On paper, this looked like it could be the most competitive. It played out that way. Wyalusing escapes with a 15-14 victory over Tawanda. How did it look? It was... I literally got there at the perfect time. There was 12 minutes on the fourth quarter clock when I was trying to find a spot to park. Obviously, I'm sure you saw this this week with Rivalry Week. I guess you said you were able to walk yeah, to the Yeah, I was able to walk, yeah. <laughs> But with Rivalry Week, good luck finding a parking spot. I got to Canton at like 6.10, 6.15, and I barely found a spot to park. Um, but back to Wyalusing. I get there, start of the fourth quarter. Pretty much as soon as I get there, Wyalusing fumbles. Tawanda jumps on it. They... Short drive, but they end up scoring on fourth down. Riley Vanderpool rushing touchdown. And then Wailusing goes all the way back down the field with their running game, burning the clock, burning the clock. They come up short on a fourth and two. Tawanda needs one first down. They don't get it. First play, fumble. Wailusing jumps on it. They're in the end zone two plays later, and then they line up to kick the extra point to tie it. And then I believe Tawanda called a timeout. And out of the timeout, Wailusing goes for two. They get it. They go up 15-14. Tawanda has a minute to use the pass. No timeouts. Has a minute to use the passing game. They they do, and the passing game hasn't been their strong suit. I've said it on here. I've stood yeah. on a table and said that this year. But they get down the field. They're in position to try a field goal, and it just it doesn't go through the uprights. While losing, wins it in dramatic fashion at home. And really, as much as it stings for Tawanda, which was, which is I I would say they're the third best program in the NTL this year as it shook out. Um, but behind Troy and Canton by by a margin, but behind sure. those two, but just a good win for why losing brand new coach and Rich Rogers, just trying to get that program back to being a formidable one. They finished with the same record as the Knights and ahead of them in the standings because of the I, tiebreaker. And I think exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a great, I was there for one quarter and it was the most electric atmosphere I've seen this year outside of the Milton Canton game. I went to last week. Awesome. 
and of course, we talked earlier as we broke down the scores on the New York side. They ended their regular seasons with Tioga and Waverly business as usual. As they do. They, they both hung 60-plus. <laughs> and look, we're not trying to wash past them. It's hard to talk about and break down games that are 60-plus victory, five-score victories, margins of victories. It's the same players doing the same thing every week. But you, trust me, <laughs> yeah. trust me Tioga week. and Waverly listeners, we got you covered this postseason. Absolutely, We're going to be there every game. We're going to follow them to hopefully a fantastic run through this postseason. It's just this week it was business as usual. It's 60-plus for both teams, and that's a credit to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that we can't sit here and break down their game for too long because they're just dominating in such impressive fashion – That'll end here shortly. It's going to start to tighten up. We'll talk about them going here in the preview in a second. But other than that, fantastic regular season on both sides of the border and both coverage areas of the Morning Times and Daily Review. We're now going to jump into this week's preview, and we're officially in the postseason. Before before we do preview, just the one note based on what you're saying yeah. is at least at the high school level when covering, when talking about programs, talking about teams, there's two versions of teams that are very hard to, to talk about and talk around and a team that's very, very bad and, sure. and not um, just being competitive, which we've had to work around that at points this year in some games, right? There's some, been some games that just haven't been close. And then a team that just is beating everybody by four scores yeah. because it's what can we say that hasn't been said already. Yeah, it's what can we say that hasn't been said. And for the other side, the low sides, we don't want to patronize these exactly. kids. We don't want to say every week, oh, you're doing a heck of a job. They know, they know how this season's gone. We're proud of the Sarah kids, and we're glad to have them back, and we're excited for next year. Waverly and Tyago, we're excited for this postseason. It's going to yeah. get tightened up, so let's talk about the postseason. Before I get into that, Saturday's print editions, guys, I'm going to pat these two on the back, which I don't like to do very often. <laughs> Logan and David have given, and Dave Post, Matt Patton, uh, David Allager and his photos. We've had such great Ed coverage. Boardman. Ed Boardman. We've had such great coverage all season long, and it's because of these guys, and they've put a tremendous amount of work and effort in it, especially uh, David and Logan, because it's their first time in this area. A fantastic job to you both. Please continue to support them. And the best way you can do that is to get out, check out their game coverage, their game recaps, their game stories. And you can find those on stands every Saturday. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Please support these guys. Please support your athletes and your community. And let's talk about how you can support them this coming weekend. Hughesville, three and seven. That's who Troy draws first round of I believe this is, what would you consider the postseason here? Districts? NTL? Yeah, yeah. districts. Ten, District 4. District 4, 10-0 Troy. They're going to host 3-7 and seven Hughesville. We expect Troy to show up just like they've shown up all season and take care of business. They may have a juggernaut waiting in the wings in round two called Southern Columbia. Yeah, I, I expect Troy to win this first round game. It's going to be at Alperon Park. They've been a, they've been a wagon. I think that's my favorite term I've used to describe them. Yeah. That's just what they've been all year. And then, like you said, it, it will likely get harder if they handle sure. business and go into the next round. But I, I don't see them not beating a Hughesville team at home on their home turf in their first postseason game. No, I don't expect those Troy boys to look past Hughesville. So if you want to see a dominant football team function at their very best, go check out that game. Friday night. South Williamsport. That one's Saturday night. That one is Saturday. Yeah, so Saturday that's what night, I was wondering Saturday. is Troy, I believe Troy and Tioga, in terms of our coverage areas, are both the Saturday mm-hmm. games, correct? So Hughesville at Troy Saturday night, everyone. A game that's going <laughs> to... What was the notification? Or is that your ringtone? Oh, David, ring cell phone. phone going off. How unprofessional. Everybody <laughs> put your phones on I've never recognized before, so... That's an awesome ringtone. <laughs> you could work in sports. 
What, it was, what the, was, it? was it? It was the I, college basketball CBS. Yes, theater. I recognized it. I couldn't yeah. remember where. Oh, we'll get fined for that non-trademark. <laughs> yeah, you guys might not ever hear this episode. Right, I think this is this is literally way be, to go, I, David. This is literally the first week that I didn't put my phone on silent for the podcast, and of course I get a phone call. Of course, that's how it works. <laughs> when we talk about Troy, we usually talk about Ken. Their Ken will be off this week. They get a bye, yep. but they'll have the two-three matchup with South Williamsport next week on November tenth. You'll want to keep an eye on that one because these two have met already this season and Canton only won by one score. Their first meeting was 27-21, Canton's favor. And David, I believe you and Logan were talking before we went on, Canton was up on that game, maybe 27-0 to zero or something. Yeah, something a, along those lines. All, and, all 21 points for South Wales were the fourth quarter. I so we'll see who was yep. on the momentum end of that as they meet again in yeah, a week. Canton led 27-0. to zero. Michael Davis, linebacker, running back, got hurt. That's when South staged their their comeback bid after that moment. So we'll we'll get into that one more next week. I'm expecting a very good game from Absolutely. between those two teams. Absolutely, that's the two three matchup. That's next week on November 10th. Uh, th- continuing this weekend, three and seven Athens at nine and one Danville. Tough road trip for the Wildcats after what was a tough regular season. They've had a lot of people to replace. They've had a lot of turnover on their end. They're going to get a tough Danville team this weekend. Yeah, if it if it indeed goes the way everyone thinks it's going to go, it's not going to be a fun night for Athens. But this they this is a young football team in Athens that has showed some potential this year, and for them to get a playoff game under the in their experience, that's that's going to be a really nice thing for Sean Bradley, Coach Sean Bradley, to have in the future. Absolutely. While losing five and five, they're going to draw eight and two Mount Carmel on the road. Don't know much about Mount Carmel this season, but 8-2 and two record, they certainly stand out. Should be a tough test for the Rams coming off a big momentum victory over their rival, the Black Knights, last weekend. Why well, losing 6-4? 6-4. and 6-4, and because and with the win over Tawanda, they both okay, finished 6-4. Okay, yeah, and four, after yeah. last week, they're both same record, right? Yep. Tawanda, we, Logan just mentioned them. They're on the road at Line Mountain, and I think what might be the game of the weekend competitive-wise. Should be. I mean, I believe they're the four and the five seed, yeah. so it, it should be theoretically the closest game. It's that- one similar opponent this season. Both played Athens, both beat Athens. I believe Line Mountain hung 54 on the Wildcats. Tawanda was somewhere 27, I believe. Mm-hmm. So this one should either even out and we'll have a barn burner into the fourth quarter, or one of these two is going to separate themselves from the other. That should be a good one. I think that's the game of the week. Logan, you're thinking about being on hand for that one? I, I should be, yep. Uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, I should make the trip out to Line Mountain. And, and we were talking about this before we went on. What's the reward for all these hard-fought seasons for these NTL teams? Sure. Road trips far away. To play the big dog. For the postseason. Troy's the only one getting to stay around, sticking home. Only one uh, finished high enough in the standings to get a home game. So that's just from what I can understand from having one spring postseason. Once we reach the postseason, we're not in our backyards anymore. We got to hit the road a little bit, and these games are going to be further away. So that's the Pennsylvania side of the first week of the postseason. Before we move on to New York, let's break that down one more time. You guys make sure I'm not wrong. Every one of these games, Athens at Danville, Wyalusing at Mount Carmel, and Tawanda at Line Mountain, those are all Friday night. Wyalusing's a Saturday afternoon game. Okay, so that... Perfect. That's why we do this. Wyalusing will be at Mount Carmel on Saturday afternoon. Hughesville at Troy will also be on Saturday. So again, Athens, Danville, Tawanda, Line Mountain, those are your Friday night games. Wyalusing, Mount Carmel, Hughesville at Troy, those are your Saturday games. David, let's get into what you'll be covering this weekend. You got one Friday night game, New York State Section 4 playoff start. Waverly's going to host Susquehanna Valley for Class C. 
And then Saturday, Class D will kick off with Tioga versus Walton at Susquehanna Valley. Yeah, so it's a Susquehanna Valley theme this week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you were saying a moment ago that the New York playoffs are about, for Tioga and Waverly, they're about to get in some uh, uh, more competitive games coming up in the future. That's probably not going to happen this week because... Both teams have met these two teams already, All correct? four of these teams, well... Both of these matchups have already happened in sure. the regular season. And Waverly beat Susquehanna Valley forty-four to or forty-two to twelve, and Tioga beat Walton fifty-five to eight. So, if things don't drastically change from the regular season, that's probably how it might go. This should week. be a good sign for our New York State coverage going forward. So, David will be on hand for both those games again. Waverly hosts Susquehanna Valley on Friday night. Tioga. Versus Wallen in Susquehanna Valley on Saturday. I think that's a noon kickoff. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was a noon game. Early yeah. start. Big noon kickoff. I was say, there big we go. Noon, Logan, big noon. Logan, right out of my mouth. <laughs> so that is the first week of the postseason for our coverage areas, both the Morning Times and the Daily Review. For game coverage for those Friday night games, check out both Saturday editions. For game coverage of those Saturday games, check out Tuesday's editions for both the Morning Times and the Daily Review. And before we move on to talk some national nationwide sports here's a word from our sponsor this podcast as always is sponsored by the jolly farmer and waverly hit the jolly farmer for all your needs for game day whether that's soda beer pretzels chips donuts have some of the best donuts around that's the jolly farmer in waverly as always the football friday podcast is sponsored by the jolly farmer before before we do any college before we do any college talk, I have a take I need to walk back on the college football landscape. All right. Uh-oh. I may or may not have last week um, referred to Northwestern yeah, as a mid-program. <laughs> um, we were talking about the Michigan scandal, and Northwestern just happened to be the name I picked, not uh, <laughs> knowing that Maryland was their next opponent, and Maryland had one of the most horrendous losses, as it's kind of being seen in the Mike Loxley era, just the... They'd lost two straight. They were coming off a bye. And yeah, so that was a, a painful Saturday for me. And then I was thinking back in my mind, oh my goodness, this is my fault. <laughs> so, you have to take the so, play. <laughs> so sorry to all those Terps out there. Yeah, that one's on me. Yeah, I was going to say I'd never pat you on the back again, but I'm going to give you praise for taking the blame for what you clearly caused. And that's a loss <laughs> for your football program and your alma mater. <laughs> yeah, Getting we'll, into, we'll try to be better next just, week. Just be happy be better. not a Temple fan. Just be better. <laughs> Getting into college, really only one thing to talk about this week. The first edition of the college football playoff rankings were revealed. They are as followed. Number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> Number two, the defending national champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Number three, the cheaters, the Michigan Wolverines. (laughs) And number four, the Seminoles from down south in Florida State. On the outside looking in, five and six, undefeated Washington. And the only team that has the only loss they have this year is to Washington. Number six, the Oregon Ducks. Penn State comes in at number 11. And I bring this up because... Penn State still alive despite being at number 11. They still have Michigan left on the schedule. They need to beat Michigan and then have Michigan beat Ohio State in order to be alive for the Big Ten Championship. That would make Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan all one loss, all to each other in some form. And then it goes to a fifth tiebreaker, which I believe is cumulative points or wins against 
The Big Ten West, right? Big Ten West, and Penn State's big one is to the leader of the Big Ten West, Iowa, which would put them in a great spot. Isn't the Big Ten West like a four-way tie for first place right now? Yeah, it is. But the way the schedule works out, Iowa should take control of this despite being just a really boring football team to watch they've already said their offensive coordinator is not coming back <laughs> yeah <next year>. there's <laughs> there's about some three years too late on that one there's some other weird ones in the mix like minnesota and wisconsin who wisconsin just suffered a tough loss to ohio state so it all not, not a terrible out. loss it'll all work out in the wash but the point being penn state if they can take care of michigan who's the toughest team they have left on their schedule minus a pesky maryland team a <laughs> michigan state team who you just never know <laughs> But if, if they went out and then Michigan's the big dog on their schedule left and they take care of that and Michigan takes care of Ohio State, Nittany Lions still alive, who yeah. we've talked about all season. So that's why I bring that up. Other than that, do you guys have any any thoughts on the first college football playoff revealings? I have two thoughts. First one is Ohio State doesn't look like a number one team in the country, but you can't really argue against their resume beating Notre Dame and Penn State. So yeah. like, you just, like, I get it. Two, and this has nothing to do with the actual he was going to make the playoff thing, but James Madison is undefeated in their first year in the FBS, but aren't allowed to be in the postseason. I just don't, I don't understand that rule because like they would be very squarely in the mix for a new Year's six bowl as a group of the best group of five team in the country. They can't play in the postseason. There's there's a certain internet commenter I would love to introduce you to, but we'll we'll talk about that after okay. after the fact. But the fact that you said last week, uh, he works for Barstool Sports, but oh. and you, it's funny because you told me last week you don't really watch or use any of their content, and yeah. so it's funny that you came up with that take. Is it Evo knows? Well, it's not. What is that? The commenter? No, it's PFT commenter. Oh, he stands on the table JMU for James Madison that works there too. That's a producer. But yeah, he stands on the table for James Madison, and he's had this same take. But like, I know that your brain didn't hear it from him because yeah. you don't. It's just funny. Well, but yeah. I, also, this is this is the thought of I don't know ninety percent of the country that follows college football thinking why can't a good team get a postseason thing just because of the first year in. Yeah, but it's it's James Madison. I don't I, I don't care about James <laughs> Madison. I just think it's a stupid rule. Yeah, yeah. Who, um, whose big win more impressive? Florida State's win over LSU. I'm so glad. Washington's that, over Oregon. You're teeing it up. I love this Florida State team. Love everything about it. Uh, I think it's good for college football when Florida State is good. So that's part of it. Uh, you said Washington over Oregon or... Well, my take is that the best win on this top five, if you're going to rank Oregon at six, is Washington's win over Oregon. Yes. Well, so and Washington's undefeated, and yeah. they beat the number six team. How's Washington not in the top four? Well, that's why Washington's ahead of them right now, right? Because Oregon, correct me if I'm wrong, just went into Utah and beat the Utes yes. over last weekend. So they have just as strong of cases well, as anybody. Yeah. Oh, but since I watched the Oregon game, Oregon has looked... Uh, prettier than Washington since yeah. then. It's also strategically done, right? Ohio State and Michigan are going to have to play. So that works one of those yeah. teams out of yeah. there, which they're obviously taking into account, putting Washington and Oregon at the bottom. You would think so anyway. Right. Yeah. Johnny, what's your take on all this? We haven't heard from you much yet today. <laughs> and I don't follow t- college football too much, so I'm just letting you guys have at it until we get over to the NFL side, and then I'll just be... Uh, He's waiting to I'll unleash. Just, I'll just turn into Donkey from Shrek. <laughs> He's waiting to unleash on the <laughs> NFC East. With that said, that's really all I got on college football. Actually, let me just wrap up. Yeah. Better win, I think, like you said, Washington over Oregon. Just 
I, I think this Florida State team's good. That LSU win was so long ago now. Though. First that, game of the season. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of landscape with the college football playoff. So it'll be exciting to see how the next month or so shakes out. Yeah, because I'm just not sure how great. I love that Florida State team, too. I'm just not sure how great some of these ACC wins are going to look uh-huh. at the end of the yeah. season when Clemson's down. LSU's going falling down and down each and every week. Duke just got shut out by Louisville. Duke Wait, got shut out by Louisville. North Carolina loses to Virginia. It, it's not looking great in terms yeah. of that resume, but they also haven't lost. So you can't knock teams for playing their schedule and winning the games it's they're all, supposed it, to win. I'm not a Florida State fan by any means, but like it's kind of nostalgic to see them back in the top five. That's oh, what I mean. Yeah, just great, great uniforms, great tradition. Yeah. Just, also some great players to watch. If mm-hmm. you like offense, there's some yeah. studs on that offense. Yeah. NFL. Only segment we're going with today, other than our usual wrap-up with how in our division, we're just going to talk the news, because a lot's gone on. Not to keep jumping in and, and interjecting my own thoughts yeah, into the podcast not. today. I, yeah, I never do it. Um, <laughs> Big-time game this week to, I guess, I don't, I tell, I'll say bitter rivals, fan bases that don't like oh, each other. Yeah, they okay. just want to go at it. Uh, Bengals Bills, talk to me, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played, my guy. Unfortunately, well it's not a rivalry because <laughs> Josh Allen has shown he can't beat Joe Burrow. The Bills can't beat the Bengals. And despite this relationship everyone wants to talk about that they have now, that is a great relationship and the DeMar Hamlin stuff, which I assume will be a big part of that game. Hopefully they thank some first responders and it's a pretty cool moment mm-hmm. if you want to tune into the start of that, which is why it's prime time. Yeah, It's probably going to be something big to start the game, but... On the field, Bills haven't gotten it done against the Bengals yet in in the Allen Burrow era. And tune in later for my how well you know to your division picks to think to decide whether I think they'll get it done this weekend or not. I know you're picking the Bills. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we really need. I just had to set it up because I know you two well thought played. I was going somewhere else. Yeah, well, I, you, it's funny you 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 started that whole thing. I'm like, are you talking Bills Bengals? And then it got further. I was like, oh, he's talking Eagles Cowboys. Oh no, Bills Bengals. <laughs> Before we start, the Bills are not dead. Who, whoever would have said that? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Boomer. <laughs> Every time I fire Josh Allen up and this team with my pep talks, when they lose, they bounce back with a win. I have been tracking the numbers. We have been getting some listens out of Western New York. So, Oh, I'm sure we have. <laughs> the Bills know who, who rides with them. <laughs> the Raiders fire head coach Josh McDaniels. That's the news coming out today. They also fired GM Dave Ziegler and OC Mick Lombardi. Linebackers coach Antonio Pierce, I believe former New York Giant. Is that the same Antonio Pierce mm-hmm. linebacker? Yes, yes, Named interim head coach. QB's coach Bo Hardegree. He'll take over as the OC and play caller. What I want to pose to you guys is, what's the future of the Raiders? What's the future of Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, what does fu- this Raiders team look like now to everyone? Well, the future of Garoppolo just went downhill today because Aiden O'Connell has been given the starting quarterback spot. So there's there's one for you. So is that, why, is that why we think, I kind of want to open this up to everybody, is that, do you think that was a key reason why Mark Davis let McDaniels go? Because... I don't know. So, so, so there were some frustrations, I guess, when they started Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Donnell, is it? O'Connell. O'Connell. I knew it was going to get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Big 10 guy, by the way. Purdue, Purdue yeah, Boilermaker. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I guess there was some um, some angst, I guess, in, inside the walls. From when the, citing a Sports Illustrated article that I read before we came in here, that uh, they wanted, Mark Davis anyway, was kind of, or maybe some of the other teammates, wanted 
Aiden to start, a rook, the rookie, over Hoyer. But McDaniels went with Hoyer because they were playing against the Bears who were being led by Bajan. So they thought it might be winnable if you put in the veteran guy. I don't fault McDaniels' reasoning there at all. It just didn't work out for him. And now they and now they let him go. And now and now you got Aiden starting. What are we? I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's, and, it's, and the Raiders are yeah. sitting at three and five. I mean, you're not out of it. You're not one for. You're not oh for. It does. It seems kind of early to, to give up on it. Everything, especially if you, all you really wanted was this guy. Well, I guess this that's the better way to pose this question. I wonder if you just had a if this was just a breaking point for Davis because it's not as if the Raiders have been relevant well, for well, several years now. And Then that's know. a better way to look at this. At three and five, was this a decision to clean house to tank or was this a decision that, hey, at three and five with a little bit of changes made, we can jump right back into that seven spot? If it's tank, you got to believe Devontae Adams is probably not coming back. Josh Jacobs, he re-signed a one-year deal this year, right? That's probably not getting re-upped. You probably should. I guess it does, it's irrelevant if you'd fire the GM, but you and Garoppolo's benched. So the way you set that up, Johnny, I, this is the best analogy I think I can use for this year's Raiders team. It's like they took a bunch of square pieces and they're trying to mash them into a round hole. Like last year, it worked. Jacobs was the best running back in the NFL. I uh, believe statistically, I think he had the best numbers. Devontae Adams with former college quarterback Derek Carr, the reason he wanted to go to Oakland, right? It just, it all kind of worked. And McDaniels wasn't, is he first, this is his first year with the Raiders program or he coached there last year? I think this is his second. second. Um, yeah, this is his second but year. But regardless, like it's just whatever might have worked for them last year and made them not have so many issues just kind of all bubbled up and were the reason for issues this year. They, they move on from Derek Carr, the reason Devontae Adams wanted to be with the Raiders, so it's just a mess. Yeah, it's just a mess, and I, I don't see how this gets fixed. They should move back to Oakland because well, Vegas could, hasn't gone well for them. They could get to four and five after this weekend, as they're in the most exciting game in NFL history when they host the Giants. <laughs> oh, that is just oh. so. I don't even want to pick that game later. The Aiden O'Connell hype train could get started a little early here. They could get to four and five. I don't know the rest of their schedule, but clearly one game behind five hundred. You're not in total tank mode, but I think this is a wait and see. Like like you said, Logan, this team's in shambles. We don't know what to make of it. We could see a lot of their best pieces on different teams. The guy I feel the most for is Max Crosby. You want to talk about one of the biggest studs and most fun guys to watch on defense in the NFL? That dude's a locomotive, and he might be in purgatory, stuck on just a really middle-of-the-road football team his whole career. Because they're gonna, they, he's locked up. So we'll see what the, the Raiders' future looks like. Trade deadline. I'm going to start with this one because I find I'm perplexed by it, and I want to see if you guys can talk me into what the yeah. Bears are doing. Montez Sweat traded from the Commanders to the Bears for a 2024 second-round pick. Sweat is one of only seven players with at least five sacks in each of the last five seasons. It puts him right in line with guys like T.J. Watt and some of those other fantastic pass rushers. Why do this, though, if you're Chicago? Sweat is in the final year of his contract, and this was not a sign-and-trade. They didn't sign him. They didn't extend him. There's no money involved. Yet. Yet. As of right now, he is in the final year and can determine where he goes next season. And if you're the Bears at 2-6, and six, you're clearly tanking, looking for the 1-2 and two pick because you had the Panthers pick. Why give up another rebuilding piece, a second-round pick, for a guy you haven't locked up yet and will probably be gone after this season? What's the point of this? I think there has to be a belief, at maybe, it, and maybe it's just in the building, but if you're going to deal this kind of draft capital, 
we're going to sign him eventually. Which, which yeah. turns this all around. Yes. Also, yes. This is a great so move. if yeah. that happens, then it's then it's fine. It's like you said, one of five, seven players with five sacks in each of the last five years. He's a proven pass rusher. It's about getting good players in the building, though you might not be where you want to be yet. And correct me if I'm wrong, and this might take some thinking from you guys, but that 2018 Bears team that uh, I think rattled off 10 or 11 wins, made the postseason. Double doink. Is that, it was that, that was year. a double doink game, yeah. But they were built around their defense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, that, was, that was a Trubisky led. Yeah, yeah. offense. So he, he had a good Bears. year. Trubisky had a good year that year, but yeah. their defense was the thing to write home yep. about. So this all makes sense as long as there's some handshake agreement behind closed yeah. doors that Montez Sweat is going to sign a long term deal. Because if not, it goes from a hundred percent sense to zero. Yeah, you can only trade from if you have like a real substance of belief that like it's going to happen. So I'd imagine, I'd imagine that's, we'll see it in the coming days. I would, I would that, hope so. If you're, if it doesn't happen and you're a Bears fan, I just feel bad. If it doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen honestly. and you're a Bears fan, there's a reason this team's two and six. And it's yeah. because of decisions like this that have yeah. taken a once proud franchise from that 10, 11 double doink season to two and six. And in a very weird spot as a, Big time market for NFL football. Don't but, worry, Chicago. Sorry to cut you off, Johnny. Don't worry, Chicago. Jim Harbaugh will be there soon enough. Oh, might ooh. as well. Go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> They'll be stealing signs via video this time. <laughs> no, but so if you're in Sweat's camp, though, you got to be like, if you're his agent, you're feeling pretty good. You, yeah. I mean, if yeah, because if you you're, you're you're sitting back, all right. Well, the Bears trade me for a second round pick. Clearly, they're now in, already invested in having me here. You don't trade a second round pick for a basically a one year rental. You're sitting. You're you're. I'm asking for the moon. Oh, I was gonna say we could be talking highest paid player at his position money just because that's the way the league seems to go. Yeah, top, and I don't top seven, and this year is the final year of his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's young. He earned a he's, lot of production in a few years. It's just going to be, I don't know. Where feel come, like does more. anybody remember where he came out of? I want to say no. it was like Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah. Montez Sweat. Just a monster. S- wow. SEC. That's where Fletcher Cox came from. So that, they, monster. They, they, mm-hmm. they groomed some really big defensive guys there. <laughs> Speaking of defensive guys, two more here on the trade market. Leonard Williams from the Giants to the Seahawks for a 2024 second and a 2025 fifth. We like that one. Good for yeah. both. Yeah. Yeah. Works, I mean, right? Good for Leonard Williams. The Giants are going nowhere yeah. real fast this year, and the Seahawks probably will be on the back end of the playoff picture in the NFC. So, right. And you teed me up there. Leonard Williams to the Seahawks is on par with Chase Young to the 49ers for a 2024 third round pick. So here's what I ask On paper, it adds to a dynamic defense for the Niners. But is Young a bust, or is this just an arms race now with the now first place Seahawks? As we're going to be in a week-to-week, these two teams are going to be staring each other down probably the rest of the season. I actually love both of these trades for both for Really? All, for everybody. I think because obviously you see the NFC, the bottom-tier NFC East teams are selling. The other the Seahawks and, and the Niners are, are buying. I don't know. Seahawks I, also, by the way, just picked up Frank Clark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is Young a bust? Maybe. But for a third-round pick... I'm willing to give it a shot on an already loaded roster. Why not? And is Young only a bust because of his injuries? Well, that's what we're... If his injuries... That's why it, I The asked, fact that you yeah. played for the Commanders your whole career, yeah. like... I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly... That's cold. I that's, wouldn't exactly rule out Young as being a top force for a long time, just as long as he... Yeah, I'm like, never uh, counting that dude healthy. out. Yeah. Okay, you said arms race. 
It's not between the Seahawks. It's an arms race between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles because they're barreling towards each other. I know the Niners have fallen off a little bit this year. but are the I, Niners still the good? I think 49ers. they are. I think they are. I think we're a little ahead of ourselves. We're talking Niners-Eagles. The Niners aren't even first place in their division. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But... You know Geno Smith, West Virginia grad? I mean, yes. The, the first yes. I, I love Geno. They wrote him off. He didn't write back. But <laughs> that defense. All-time classic. That 49ers defense is especially adding young. It was already otherworldly. Yeah. They have Christian McCaffrey, who's tied the NFL record, I believe, for touchdowns, consecutive games with a touchdown. He'll be hurt in a week. <laughs> yeah. The, the Niners are just a quarterback away, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll hearing. be fine. <laughs> I think they'll be fine, but I the Seahawks. Don't get me wrong; I don't think they're a bad team. As I drop my phone in the middle of this podcast, but I, I don't think that the Seahawks. We saw them play last year against the Niners, and I think the Niners. This iteration of the Niners has their number, kind of. I I could be very wrong. We talked about when we were walking in here how I might not know ball. So, but I think the arms race is between the two teams that squared off last year in the championship game. Because that's the, that actually brings one of the, a trade that wasn't even on the list here because it's all, it's old news at this point is Howie Roseman continuing to play chess while everybody else plays checkers with when it comes to roster building. Kevin getting a Byard, Kevin Byard for yep. pennies for a bag of peanuts for the lint <laughs> under your couch. Terrell Edmonds, right? Yep. Yep. And Johnny is a name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a couple of picks here or there, something like I'm that. I'm going Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks to win the division. I'm I the Brock it. Purdy things I uh, <laughs> turn into a mess. The 49ers have now dropped a couple in a row. They Christian McCaffrey, he's great. He scores in all these he's a he's a injury prone. He's made of glass. See so yeah, how at one point he's been healthy all year, you know, great for him knock on Woody. I think he was pretty healthy last year. Yep, we don't wish injuries many, upon anyone, but you have how, to talk history. How many how how many touches are you going to give this guy? Keep giving him like Derrick Henry style Workloads before his body. You I mean he's he's not Superman? How long is Debo out? Not for the year, as far as I know. Okay. I don't know how long, but yeah, I'm not I mean, sure how it, long it, he's out for that's it. weird thing where you're, you're dealing with a player who's had the history of injuries, and you kind of have to feed him way more without Debo being. Yeah. So now, off. if you lose both yeah. of them, that yeah. that's going to be a lot to put on Purdy's shoulders. I don't. I'm not, I'm not even saying it's just because it's Purdy and I don't like him, <laughs> but it's that's a lot. Like Brock a lo- Purdy. That's going to be a lot <laughs> to put Wait, on that's it, not anybody. True. Wait, have the Brock Niners finished their crossover with the AFC North? No, they play the Ravens. The Ravens are the only Christmas. team left, so they could... Re- Hold on, I'm, I'm doing the next five games. Keep going. Yeah, I, I want to hear them. But I was brought up the Ravens because they're now 1-2 and two against the rest of the AFC. Other than that big win over the Steelers, they lose to the Browns, they now lose to the Bengals. They have the Ravens left. You're going to have to play the Seahawks, mm-hmm. obviously. The Rams are not... The Rams as are bad not as dead. we thought. Yeah, I'm not sure the 49ers' path to be in this team that's eyeing down the Eagles is as clear and cut as someone across from me named Logan's thinking. <laughs> but we'll hear the next five games. I'm also, as the Eagles fan here, I'm more worried about Dallas getting in front of the Eagles. You shouldn't be. I, we'll see what happens this I'm, week. You, we will, and it, I'm fully confident <laughs> that the team I saw just dominate the Rams on all three in, in all three phases is just going to disappear again. Okay, next five for these two NFC West rivals. They play each other twice in a five-week span. Okay. Who? Um, for the Seahawks, it is at the Ravens this weekend. Tough one. Yeah. Uh, versus the Commanders, back in home, back in Seattle. They e- should win that game. Easy one. At the Rams. They should Divisional win. Divisional toss-up, they should they win. They should win. 
And then it is versus the 49ers, so they get them at home November 23rd at the Cowboys. Tough one. And then at the 49ers. Two line in the sand games, a couple easy ones, and some toss-ups. 49ers at the Jags versus the Seahawks. Two toss-ups. Hold on, I have something wrong. Never know about the Jags. Well, yeah. yeah. But probably should yeah, which, win, right? Which Jaguars are you going to get, right? I think I think the, the ones that lost to the Texans are the ones that beat the Bills. Like, I don't know. Right. Which, which one are you, which Jaguars are you going to get? So they're at the Jaguars, home against the Bucks. I really messed this up when I was writing this <laughs> They're at the Jaguars, home against the Bucks, at the Seahawks, at the Eagles, and then home against the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. That's, that's yeah, a tough that's, I, I, I They go, they, 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 wait, the... Well, here's the, the great the point. The Niners go Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks. Yes, that's tough. Mixed in with the Jags, Whew. that's tough. Here's the, the point of it: they're going to have to beat each other. Yeah, that's what it'll come it down is, to. It is hard for me. I will say it's hard for me to pick between the 49ers and Seahawks when those two games against each other. I just I see the 49ers winning those games. We'll we'll revisit that's, this in a month after. Yeah. Well, this is nice other, because yeah. there's an NFC team here. We're not talking about who's next on my list. We've talked Cowboys, Seahawks, Niners, Eagles, the Lions. Add Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Browns for a 2025 6th. I like this move. It bolsters an already explosive offense. That offense is really fun to watch. Montgomery's been in and out of the lineup. Jameer Gibbs looked really awesome against the Raiders. Obviously, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff seems to be on a really good career track compared to what people thought of him after that Super Bowl. The Lions contenders or pretenders? I love the Lions. I, I'm with with Kirk Cousins going down. They're obviously like they're all they're already kind of run, not running away with it, but really getting a pretty driver's far out seat, front. Yeah. yeah, driver's seat. And with the Bears being disappointing, now Kirk Cousins going down. Packers are kind of eh. It's got to like I'm I'm really liking what I'm seeing from them. I actually really like the uh, the Donovan Peoples Jones trade as well. I think it's kind of something exactly what they need. I looked up some stats for him this year. He's had a down year this year. I don't know what the, with what the Cleveland who's mixing and matching QBs, Michigan, yep. man, Donovan people's Jones. Cheater. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be allegedly. <laughs> well, last year he had over 800 yards, not many, only three touchdowns, but last year people's Jones on a pretty not good Browns team mm-hmm. had over 800 yards receiving. I, I like I like it. Contender or pretender, David. Contender. Okay. I, I don't. And, I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't say like I'm afraid of the Eagles playing the Lions in the playoff game, but they're real. I, sure. Yeah. I. Well, I don't, here we go, Logan. I love the face. There, there it is. The, the listeners know how quickly we forget that the Lions got off the bus and basically let the Ravens do whatever they wanted a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> this is why I'm very contented, but I'm not afraid of them because of that Ravens. Are you game. scared? Are you scared of the Ravens? A little bit. Good. You should be. Um, <laughs> but we don't, we'll cross our bridge with the Super Bowl. Oh, my there. God. This podcast would go insane if that happened. Well, if it ended right now, you know who the Ravens would host in the first round, don't you? Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, bro, if we came into a playoffs and it was Ravens, Bills Tell me that versus Cowboys, Cowboys, Eagles, Eagles. Oh. <laughs> we're going to have to get a live stream and like a video because it's not going to be green talking. Screen. We it's just have it. We'll live stream it. We'll live stream it. Um, I don't think the Lions are contenders, but I also don't think they're pretenders. I think they're somewhere in the middle because I do think they have a good team. I do think they will make the playoffs, 
The concern for me is that postseason experience. Golf has it, right? He's played in a Super Bowl, but the majority of this roster hasn't been tested on that level yet, on that scale. I would say that's largely why I'm not afraid of the Lions. So I would need to see how they perform first. And it's not to say that teams can't go do that. The Bengals, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl. What was that, Burrow's second season? First full season as a starter, so... But I would say that the postseason experience would be the the outlier for off that the top of your right head now. with no time to think. Rank these four: Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Lions. I go Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Lions. That's how, ah. I, thought, yes. that's how I kind of thought it out. Cowboys, yeah. Niners, Cowboys, Niners is very very close right now. But I basically go with that. Well, well, that game wasn't close. The NFC us, South so. I don't put in there. I don't that's think they're, I don't think they're there this yeah. season. So the Niners did crush the Cowboys, so that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the Lions. The Lions and Cowboys, I would imagine, would be a good game. But I, I think I would again lean on experience and go with the Cowboys. So Detroit hosting a playoff game for the first time. Whoever knows electric. how long could be electric. That would be that's, that's, that's going to be a tough place be, to go. Will yeah. be, will be. So electric. injury news. Unfortunately, Kirk Cousins Achilles out for the season. The Vikings add Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals. Kenny Pickett, I believe, went down. Trubisky in line to start as of right now, I think. Any other big injury bugs? Kirk Cousins is the obvious one that stands out. I'm trying to remember. There was another injury. There was someone on this pod who was really all aboard Kirk Cochains, as I recall. Was that me? I think maybe his ego might be a little bit injured from it. Well, let me pose the question. (laughs) The Vikings are now 4-4 and with the seventh easiest schedule left in the NFL. Josh Dobbs is going to be their new starting quarterback after this week. And it might not matter who, who starts from this week. They're playing the Falcons. They might be able to steal that one. If this team's 5-4 and four after this week, do you blow it up? Or is this Vikings team... They're also, by the way, if you check the playoff machine on, on the NFL.com, they're the last team in the playoffs right now. The Vikings are currently, right now, as it stands, a playoff team. Can they hold on to it? One note on Kenny Pickett. Says he's playing for sure this week. Okay, so Pickett, yesterday. Pickett bounces back over Trubisky, and not sure it matters. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, but I don't think you blow. Can they Vikings hang on to that up. seventh seed with Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson back in two weeks? I think it's tough because the NFC is still kind of really weak to me. I think Josh Dobbs keep you keeps you squarely in the wild card. We matchup. talked about those top four a minute ago. After that, yeah. You got three more spots. Notice you not. didn't say the Seahawks in that top four. So no, they're not a they're not a top four team. But if they if they win their division, well, they they'll have to be at that point. They'll they'll host a playoff game in that place. You want to talk about the Lions being tough to go to? The twelfth man, you could you could steal a win, and, and they could be a second round team. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I see Vikings even with Dobbs. I think Dobbs puts you in a playoff appearance, and that's kind of. I, I'm going through all the NFC teams in my head, and it's either they're squarely in the top of the field or they're if not or they have to win their division to make the playoffs so it's i dobbs right there for jefferson coming back if the vikings can't hold on to that spot who takes it see that i don't know nfc south the bottom of the nfc is is bad right off the rams the vikings are (laughs) the vikings are the definition of middle ground in that conference but i I don't think they should blow it up because kirk's contracts over this year i know he's hurt but like you'll hypothetically free up more money to to go in the direction you want to go but what can they do the deadlines passed like and i think they're staring at as the nfc east isn't getting a third team yeah the nfc south isn't just getting one team from the The nfc west could with the rams but after that 
the Vikings are still, I'm not going to jump off just yet. If my prediction is that team sneaks into the playoffs, I'm not sure that's dead yet. Mm. Stay tuned. We'll get you out of here with how well you know your division. We want to thank everyone for listening. Before we do that, one last time, Jolly Farmer. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts. Have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. All right, time for how well do you know your division? First things first, all our teams swept the weekend. Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, Bills. Good job, boys. Second time all year that happened, I think. Pop the champagne. All four of us had winning records in the How Well Do You Know Your Division weekend. Hey, good job, getting close, boys. guys. We know. We know. We, we all know ball. We know ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in first, as usual. As you, for two weeks. It's been two weeks. Talk since about who knows ball. <laughs> 20 and 5, David 20 and 7, Johnny 15 and 12, and Logan is making the push for 500, folks. 11 and 13. Do not say this man does not know ball. <laughs> but he you will heard, have to start us off again at the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Give it to us. Give me the Steelers on Thursday night over the Titans. Uh, will Levis is in line to start again. I just think. Uh, Rookie QB against the Steelers defense at That's home. A Thursday match. I really yeah. enjoy watching. So we'll love this fun. By the way, yeah. watched it already. But uh, I may, I may be forced to start him as my fantasy quarterback this week. But I don't feel good about it. But that's the point of the year we reached. But I do think the Steelers will generally have their way with him defensively, yeah. and and it should be. You said it'll be an interesting game to watch. It will be fun to watch, but not because it will be a great game. Rookie quarter with TJ Watt bearing down yeah. on you. Tough. Yeah. Uh, so give me the Steelers in that one. Seahawks at Ravens. I'll Big go. Matchup. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Cross country trip for yeah, the Seahawks. Tough. Should be a tight game. Should be a close game. Is that a one o'clock game? Uh, yeah, one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock start. So it should be a good game. Give me the Ravens in that one. Here we go. I'll jump. No, I'll jump over. I'll go Cards <laughs> Browns first. Um, give me the Browns at home over a Cardinals team. Kyler Murray might play this week. Might start for the first time in a long time. But so who's starting now? For the Cardinals, if Clayton Tune, if Murray doesn't go, so Tough. give me the Browns in that yeah. one. Their yeah. defense has dropped off a little bit, but uh, give me the Browns at home. And this is something we talked about on Monday, Johnny. Is maybe I just have to start picking my entire division to win every week because Ravens six and two. Every other team is four and three. So um, give me <laughs> the Bengals over the Bills because the Bengals are the home sweep. team in this one, yep. right? So give me the Bengals in a. I don't know if shootout's the right word, but an electric Good one. fireworks game in on a Sunday night. Yep. Yeah, I'll piggyback off of Logan. Finns versus Chiefs in Germany. I'm going to wake up and watch this game at 9.30. It's the Dolphins and the Chiefs. So that's a fantastic game. Electric factory. I'm hitting McDonald's yep. breakfast. A-O. <laughs> and I'm going to take the Dolphins. Ooh. Okay. Kind of a Tell me surprising. why, Kirk. <laughs> well, I don't like the Chiefs. <laughs> why don't we like the Chiefs, Because though? they always beat the Bills. <laughs> and the Dolphins... I, I'm going to pick them to win. I would like them to lose, but I can't root for the Chiefs. Obviously, we're going for the AFC East. The Bills need to pick up as many games as they can, but I can't bring myself to ever pick the guy who took us down with 13 seconds left. Kirk's going to be watching that game Sunday morning, just holding his cup of coffee, like trying to figure out a way both teams can lose that game. Oh, man. If only the plane. Tie. That's a, that's <laughs> he a said, tie. if only the plane. Did not take off. Let me finish. <laughs> 
There might be something. There might be something else in that coffee that Sunday morning. <laughs> By the time the Bills play, maybe. <laughs> commanders at Pats. Give me the Commanders. Ooh. All the listeners know the deal. I will never pick the Patriots. <laughs> never the again for the rest of the season. Did you have pick them at all this season? I will never pick. I feel them. like you might have. No, that them. that's never happened. Check, check the game notes. <laughs> Chargers at Jets. This is a tough one. This is another cross country. Jets defense is playing really well. They're somehow hanging in this whole season. I'm going to say, though, the Chargers look a little more like the Chargers people wish they looked like all the time. Herbert gets going. They put up some offense. Dig into some of that that Jets steel curtain that we've seen throughout the season. Give me the Chargers. Bills, Bengals, give me the Bengals. Ooh. Ooh. Tell us why. Prove it to me, Buffalo. Oh, okay. there it is. Wrong. This is Kinda. another pep talk. I know the boys listen. I know Coach McDermott listens. Josh <laughs> hasn't answered my text. No big deal. But this team can't beat the Bengals in the Joe Burrow era. Allen can't beat Joe Burrow straight up. They haven't. I'm excited for the game for reasons other than the actual gameplay. I do want to see some DeMar Hamlin stuff, some first responder stuff. I think the place will turn out. It'll be a great primetime game for everyone to tune into. It should be a good game if both teams play the way they they know how. Bengals look good. They look back. Doesn't look bode well for back. the Bills who are up and down. See, we also see that coming. Yep. Bills yeah. are exchanging wins and losses every week. Prove me wrong. The tough Give me love, the Bengals. The tough love angle. That's what you've done a few weeks for the Cowboys. And you know what? I in mean, case you forgot, guys. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All right, no more of that for today. But before, I know you guys have to pick your games. Can can you guys just talk about Eagles Cowboys for a couple of minutes? We can. Yeah. What, do you, what would you like to know? I don't know just, how the how deep's this rivalry go. Yeah. I hate Dallas more than any other franchise in sports. I so. hate the Eagles more than anything <laughs> in the earth. So <laughs> it's good we've got you guys across the table from each other today. So I can stare into his eyes as I pick the Cowboys over the Eagles. As I will as never your ever. In-law, your in-laws are all diehard Eagles fans. Do you watch the game with them? Yeah. Uh, you so you are funny, this weekend, right? Funny story. I This, uh, this upcoming weekend on the Cowboys-Eagles matchup, is my five year Happy wedding anniversary. anniversary? Wow! Yeah, thank you. Never once, <laughs> ever, have we watched an Eagles Cowboys game together. <laughs> I go to my family, my wife goes to her family, and we don't talk to each other for three hours, <laughs> and we just try to ignore that it happened at all, no matter who won. <laughs> Tivo that game, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. So, but I will never, ever, 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 ever. Pick the Eagles over the Cowboys. Doesn't matter if the Eagles were undefeated and I was winless. So pick, uh, get, give me the Cowboys there. Wait, before you continue, rebuttal, David? I don't, what's there? Well, are Your you pick. want me to pick the Cowboys Eagles? Is yeah. That, okay, you want you me to okay. pick the Cowboys Who, Wait, where where could this be going, Kirk? Where is he going to go with his pick? It's, a big uh, it's got to be, you're going Dallas, right? Okay. You so would I, never pick a Philadelphia sports team. In a big spot, no. No. Okay, hear me out. So I don't know. I don't know if I told all three of you, but I definitely. I might have just told Johanny and Kirk. I don't know if I told you, but earlier on the season when I was picking the Eagles every week and being called Philly Dave because of that, <laughs> there was uh, more to the Philly Dave, but yeah, but it's a big part of it. So I was saying I will be picking against the Eagles in the future. I, I was probably the Dolphins, and I picked the Dolphins over the Eagles. I am probably picking one of the Cowboys Eagles games. I'm probably picking the Cowboys for one of those games. I'm thinking about it this weekend. I'm thinking I cannot 
deal with my soul if I pick Dallas. Exactly. So I'm picking the Eagles. You, I, I believe it, but even if I didn't believe it. Are you wearing blue and silver right now? Ooh, so, technically. You in Cowboys gear? <laughs> <laughs> it is a USA hoodie, people. America's, America's team. team. America's, America's team. team. I but hate I, I, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this is an all-time classic rivalry in all of sports. And it's a, it's, it's, a, it's it, yes. And this, my confidence level, for the record, objectively speaking, is like a three or four. Like I'm not confident the Cowboys win this game. I'm just always going to pick the and, Cowboys and, here. And I because even if I even if I could do this unbiasedly, like it's a it's a game in Philly, and I just uh, the Eagles. I think. I just trust the Eagles. No, objectively, so like, I, I it's, be, it's a home game for the Eagles yeah. in your so, first place in the division. I don't but, blame you. I, but I'll say, like, I, I might have picked the Cowboys when they play in Dallas in a few weeks. However, I can guarantee you now that I'm picking the Eagles. I don't game. believe you. The yeah. line is <laughs> minus three in favor of the Eagles. Of course, Vegas always gives the home team the three points. So that is really just a pick them. It's, Which tells you how good that game could really be. Yeah, no, I, it, not only is it a big rivalry culture-wise and all that, it is huge for NFC implications. Yeah. And you mentioned it too, Eagles playing at home. Phillies had some really great home field advantage this month and last month. I guess this month is a new month, but just really strong home field advantage for Philly sports lately, right? Yeah, until... Yeah, I mean, that place, it, you can't oh, win yeah. there, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, It's <laughs> Philly but, only, right? But but ser- seriously speaking <laughs> on that, like the, the Phillies playoff record, they lost... I don't know what it was, but they... They only lost. They only don't even dare cross that fire. <laughs> they, they only lost four games at home in the last two postseasons, which is kind of absurd. Yeah, but, but yeah. Seahawks, Bengals, or excuse me, Seahawks, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Cowboys, Eagles, all staggered. Great Sunday slate. Oh, Sunday yeah, slate. So awesome. Sunday last time slate. the Ravens had the one o'clock slot, and it was supposed to be a great game. It wasn't that. Well, it was great for me, <laughs> yeah. but. But yes, it Way should be. Really it should be rush that that. You didn't even right mention there, Dolphins right? Chiefs at nine thirty. At nine thirty, everything staggered. You're not getting up from the couch. You better order Best a Monday lot of food year? all at one what time. What is the Monday night game this week? It's Char- uh, Chargers Jets. Oh, oh, brutal. <laughs> Sunday well, the, and the next Sunday night is the Jets Raiders. Sunday, best Sunday of the season so far. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. We're I'm watching football nonstop, and then I'm probably just going to cry during the Bills and Bengals game because I don't have any confidence, but. It is what it is. Here well, we go. Commanders, um, pa- Patriots. You're going to cry during the Eagles, Cowboys game because you don't have confidence. Not Bills, Bengals. No, there will still be leftover tears. I'm going to oh, take. It. I'm going to take it very hard. I thought you were He's assuming they're going to lose. So yeah, I'm assuming Cowboys yeah. going to lose because I don't because they they, they uh, I pick them and then they and then they do me dirty. We're and I got to pick against we are them. Strictly them to going win. against the how well do you know your division? We're just saying who we want to win right now. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's for Eagles. When Cowboys, we started this podcast, we rooted it in unbiased <laughs> takes and look at what we've become. I well, can't believe the, this. The, the Eagles Cowboys is just a different level. <laughs> so. it's, it's different. It's I mean, funny because you guys think it's the best rivalry in the NFL, don't you? Yeah, it's it, not. Is. It's, it is. Come on. Come on, guys. What? Come on, guys. The Ravens Steelers is the second best rivalry. What? You're, you're crazy. Oh, wow. No, listen. It's the, a good the, argument. The Ravens haven't even been around as as long. They were the they were so the being Cleveland old Browns. makes it better. There's history there, yeah. There's just yeah. as much history. The Ravens and Steelers have put, played you know in what? championship games. For the sake games. of argument, I would put the Bears Packers over the Ravens Steelers. Oh. Would you put it over Eagles Cowboys? No. 
Obviously not. <laughs> I would. I would put Ravens. Because we hate each other way more. I would put Ra- you. Ra- the, the, the Bears, what? Bears and Packers fans are pulling their hair <laughs> we, out right now. We did. The, we already did the rivalry draft like two months ago. I know, but you. I cannot believe you think the Eagles and Cowboys fans and and just hate each other more than Ravens and Steelers. Oh. I absolutely think that. This yeah, is all 100%. geographical fandom right now. What? This is all just geographical Homer fandom right yes, now. Yes, it is. Everybody I, just believes their is. rivalry is the best. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. pull some numbers. See me next week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but he was saying he would put the Bears-Packers over the Ravens-Steelers. I would put Ravens-Steelers at number two. Okay, so you're I not completely more, crazy. I was more or less just trying to get under low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're under it. <laughs> Come on, guys. Finish up. Pick okay. your teams. All right. Anyway, yeah, we got to get rolling. Um, Commanders, Patriots... I hate the rest of these games in the NFC East. Yeah, this is we. This is a big opportunity for Logan to get back into it. Um, oh, I don't know, man. Give me Commanders. I think on this one and round it off. At, how how can I not take the, the Giants? Honestly, they're re- that's a bad football game. That's I, such a tough I don't game. Give me the Giants. Yeah, NFC East. All other than the Eagles, all win. I don't. I. Really have zero clue how what direction I want to go with the Giants Raiders. I, I, I hate that game. So I don't know who I want to pick. I'll pick. I'm gonna pick the Raiders. Okay, I'll pick the Raiders. Yeah, I'll pick the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Commanders pass. Commanders pass. Also tough. A little more watchable. Little bit. Little bit. I'll I'll pick the Patriots. Sam Howell might be pretty good if he can get some protection. He's very he's good against the Eagles, very bad against everybody else. Just one note before we finish up today. Um, we need to make David pick first next week so that he doesn't have the advantage of being like, well, Johnny picked this, so if I need to beat... Not that you're doing but that I didn't do case, That wasn't this time. I know, but you have been able oh, to but do you've that. Done it just before. in, in yeah. the terms of the fairness. No, uh, to, be, to, to be fair, last week I did pick before Johnny did. Yeah, okay. Just We just need to be conscious yeah. of that. Yeah. Who are you taking, Cowboys-Eagles, Logan? The over... <laughs> <laughs> Gamble responsibly if you're going to. I don't. I it, I think the Eagles will probably win, um, but I'm hoping it's a good game. I'll take the Cowboys. Evenly split. I love it. We're gonna get you out of here, of course. Please get out and support your community, the, the the local high school athletes, our team of reporters who've done a great job all season, Logan and David. We're into the postseason. Stuff's gonna get really good. We're gonna have a lot of great stuff for you in the paper. Saturday's editions, Friday editions. Stay tuned for winter coverage. We'll get more to you on that on this podcast as things break down. Until next time, go Bills. Go Birds. Go Boys. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> you have Baltimore. Yeah, but you, I say, you go, both birds say go Birds I say, oh, Yeah, that's, he, that's he, he, he took the that's Go Birds. Right. No, okay. I know we're done, but some <laughs> some Ravens fans call them the Vens, and I don't like oh, that. I was, going, I was going bad. for the alliteration, but. Yeah. Baltimore! See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>